listening to Rumination Thursday, Law and Gospel, on this April the 15th in the year of our Lord, 2021. And on Thursdays, I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and I meet with my good friend from Springfield, Illinois. And what's your name? Uh, Wes Reimnitz. Yes. I was wondering if you remembered. <laughs> How you doing, Pastor yeah. Reimnitz? Oh, I'm awake and alive and uh, enjoying the sunlight. Well, it's a great day to enjoy the sunlight, but it's not a great day to be talking about what we're going to be talking about today. It oh, was yeah. an article that my wife gave to me in the Post-Dispatch, and it was on in Monday's Post-Dispatch. And then, believe it or not, the exact same article appeared in Tuesday's Post-Dispatch. Now, the Post-Dispatch mm. is a very, very liberal uh, newspaper. It's pro-abortion, pro-homosexuality, etc. And the title of the article was GOP Targets Abortions Done Through Medication. And this was a real kind of eye-opener to me. I didn't realize that abortion could be done at home by taking two pills. Did you know that? Uh, I knew something like that existed. I didn't know it was as widespread. And I, I would uh, definitely contend with whether you can take it at home. Yes. There's no doubt that what the GOP states that are trying to target this is saying, no, 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 these pills cannot be given to someone unless they have seen a doctor ahead of time. And of course, the pro-abortion groups are saying, no, that's not needed. And in Fairview Heights, in fact, uh, they're actually mailing out these pills uh, to women who request them. The item is called RU486, and it's known as, I don't know if I can pronounce this, the dangerous chemical drug, drug called mifepristone. And it's really interesting the way that works. Did you read about how that works? Well, there's it's actually two pills. Yes. Uh, you know, that, that cause a chemical reaction where, where the pregnancy has occurred and causes... Uh, the uh, body to reject the, the pregnancy. Yes, we're talking about women who are pregnant, say with a child up to eight weeks, which means the child's heart is beating at this time. And when you take the first pill, it shuts down the woman's pregnancy sustaining mechanism with the result that the baby deprived of nutrition starves to death, and it detaches from the uterine wall. Then the second pill, given about a day later, initiates powerful uterine contractions that cause the woman to expel her baby. And that is what is happening uh, throughout the country with these two pills. Now, I would take issue with you on eight weeks. Some of the some of the articles say eight to ten weeks, but uh, the one that I read that that uh, 
closely mirrored what what the uh, company said is 49 days, which is seven weeks. After that, they they really don't recommend it. Yes. And why don't they recommend it after that? I, uh, the failure rate, I, I would, would assume in some of the, the more adverse effects of it, even though the, even though when you're taking it up to the seven weeks, there's adverse reaction to, to the, uh, pills itself. Well, let me give you a couple of stats on that one, uh, cause you are correct. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, this is an article put up by the Canadian uh, Canadians uh, pro-life organization. Many women have died after taking mm. RU486. 14 in uh, the United States uh, died, reported by the U.S. Food <clears throat> and Drug Administration in 2011. Then the same report revealed there was a total of 2,207 reported adverse effects after using the drug, uh, of the women experience medical and physical problems, 612 required hospitalization, 339 experienced significant blood loss, enough to require a transfusion, 256 experienced infections, and 48 women experienced what's referred to as severe infections, and severe infections generally involve death or hospitalization for at least two to three days, intravenous antibiotics for at least 24 hours, total antibiotic usage for at least three days, and many other physical or clinical findings. And uh, yeah, to put it in <laughs> uh, maybe some perspective or not, the, the the one article I read is they can expect abdominal pain and cramping. It will all happen to all people, all ladies that take it, and it'll induce bleeding and cramping. So that's an effect that they'll all have. But uh, what caught my attention was. 85% of the patients have adverse reaction more than more than just the bleeding and and the cramping that's there and the study you're talking about really bears that out so 85% and I think that's a significant percentage oh absolutely in, in fact um that's why you cannot trust the post dispatch they don't give any of these deaths reported. They say, they, this is a quote from the Post-Dispatch, the method's popularity has grown steadily. Uh, the Guttmacher Institute, a research organization that supports abortion rights, estimates that it accounts for about 40% of all abortions in the U.S., mm-hmm. And 60% of those taking place up to 10 weeks gestation. Now, listen to this next. Uh, This is a quote from this organization. Beyond exceptionally safe and effective track record, what makes medication abortion so significant 
is how convenient and private it can be. Mm. Now, that's really what are running a lot of people. In this uh, article from Canada, they say that, you know, it's only about 1% to 10% of complications are ever reported to the FDA. Therefore, the number of complications, they say, would be up to 10 times as high. And other known side effects include a heart attack, especially in women over 35 years old. Let's put it in another perspective. You know, I said that uh, the studies show that there's an 85% expectant adverse reaction, that there will be a reaction, negative consequences to taking that pill, which you pointed out. We're in the COVID-19 vaccine era where the vaccines we're taking have a 95% protection rate. Yes. And in ladies taking this pill are expected to have an 85% rejection or adverse reaction to this. I mean, that's, that to me is quite telling. Yeah. Yes. In fact, um, there, there's another part that they found here that um, how it produces this particular pill, an optimum, optimum environment for the common vaginal bacteria, then they name it, and I can't pronounce it. But what happens is the blocking effects of the drug deliberately cut off nutrition to the preborn baby, but also permit the common vaginal bacteria to enter the cervical canal and release toxins into the body. Mm. In, in other words, they impair the body's ability to fight off the infection. And this combination can result in widespread septic shock. In fact, in Canada, there was a clinical trial of a woman taking it, and she ended up dying uh, by taking this drug. And that's not found in the post-dispatch at all. No, and nor is it found in that post-dispatch article where it says you should consult the doctor a minimum of three times so that uh, he, he can uh, monitor the situation because of, of what you just talked about, of the infections that, that can happen from, from the cells that the chemicals created. Yes, there was an Australian study also, and in the Australian Family Physician, a medical journal for Australia's general practitioners, they found that a massive 5.7% of women undergoing chemical abortion uh, had real problems, uh, compared to only 0.4% of women who had surgical abortion. In other words, a huge number more were readmitted to the hospital for post-abortion treatment, with 10% experiencing excessive bleeding. Now, here's what the article says. That's a stunningly high complication rate, especially for something that could potentially be life-threatening. The studies also found 
that one four one point four percent of women required curettage to control beating, bleeding, and point two five percent needed blood transfusions. Now here's what they say: Would any other drug be allowed on the market with such an abysmal safety rate? The answer is no. No exception should be made, even if it is demanded by the abortion clinic. And that's, of course, yeah. what the abortion clinics are demanding. That was, you know, the same conclusion that I, I had come to reading these various articles. In any other instance, we we wouldn't put that. We 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 tell people don't smoke; it'll cause cancer. You'll die from that, or certain foods, or certain living conditions, but when it comes to this, we bypass it and, and uh, kill bodies. In fact, I don't think I knew, and I doubt very many people knew, how this RU486 came about and who designed it. Were you aware mm. of that? Because I was not. No. Guess what? What was it? It was designed by Russell Ukloff. It's a subsidiary of the same company which produced the Zyklon B gas used in Auschwitz's gas chambers to kill millions of Jews, Polish Catholics, blacks, and others who were deemed unfit. In fact, the company's engineers were also tried at Nuremberg for helping to design the actual gas chambers. Now, the conclusion of this particular article, it would seem that those who brought us the Nazi Holocaust have also helped usher in an abortion Holocaust. Yeah, that is interesting. That's one of the conclusions I kind of reached in, in reading this. I said it's the same thing as gassing or, or out there killing a human being. I mean, it's just... Uh, horrible, and, and as you know, I've been reading through Chronicles, and uh, they had uh, human sacrifices of children to appease those false gods, and in a, in a sense, uh, we're doing the same thing in killing uh, the unborn is to appease our self-gods of, of sin, of S-I-N, the I being high in control. You know, what's so amazing, the Post-Dispatch, you just got to read that and then look for the real truth there. They say it's so safe, and yet they forget that it's killing millions of females. Yeah, in fact, one babies in the womb. Yeah. Uh, Some Republicans, like out in Montana, says it's the Wild West of abortion industry. They say people, ladies that live two to three hours away is is so uh, uh, easy for them to take it in their home, but they don't talk about uh, the adverse reactions that they're going to have, and it's going to be 85%. So it's undoubtedly going to hit them, and they're away from their doctors. Well, you know who enjoys this pill uh, more than most? pedophiles, Mm. what they are discovering 
is that there is an increase in the sexual abuse of young girls using abortion on demand to cover up rape and sexual abuse. Now, here's, a say, a boss in an office, and he gets a secretary or a young woman pregnant. Well, all he does is give her this pill, and, of course, she goes through the abortion at home. Nobody knows about it, and guess what? He's safe to keep on going. In fact, here's what the article said. The tragic reality is that society's acceptance of abortion has inadvertently made it easier for abusers to cover up the evidence and continue the abuse cycle, sometimes for years, with devastating consequences to his victims. Mm. Boy. And here we're celebrating the Easter season, and it's kind of a reminder of Good Friday of the sins that Christ died for. He died for all our sins, and, and the sins that you, you've been mentioning about of, of this pedophile, the taking of these pills to kill babies, because really, uh, isn't there a heartbeat you were talking about earlier uh, over the phone about that... Uh, they can detect a heartbeat when they're taking this pill. Yes, yes. And, you know, that brings up another topic that I don't think women are aware of. Let's say a woman uses this pill, has an abortion, and she attends a Christian church. She doesn't realize that she should not be taking the Lord's Supper because she mm. is not repentant of this sin. And therefore, that's another danger. That's why we talk about this in the church. This is not a political issue. It is also a spiritual issue. And we know what happens to individuals, male or female, according to 1 Corinthians 11, who are not repentant when they are taking the Lord's Supper, is that some of them get sick, even to the point of dying. And so this is not something that the church needs to forget about it or not speak about. This is a real danger to individuals. Right, and I'm glad you said male or female, because it can be doctors, it can be husbands, it can be boyfriends, you know, casual acquaintances that that uh, urge them on to take that, that they too have committed a sin here that, that bears repentance. Yes, there was a French geneticist, Dr. Jerome Lejeune. She's a strong opponent of RU486. And here's what she says. This drug is a pill to eliminate the third world. She warned mm -hmm. reporters of a chemical warfare which North America will face if this drug is legalized. And he also talked to the reporters why do governments which have signed treaties forbidding chemical warfare against soldiers and civilians in wartime allow it against women and children in peacetime? Point well taken. I, I never thought of it that way, but uh, it's a chemical, it is a chemical warfare against the unborn. Yes. This is a woman that God has permitted to become pregnant, 
and she's supposed to be a safe environment for her child. And she's doing basically what they did in the Nazi concentration camps uh, to kill unwanted individuals. In fact, in the 1990s, Dr. Lejeune, the one I just mentioned, warned, if this goes on sale, it will kill more people than Hitler, Stalin, and Mao Zedong mm. put together. In fact, since its legislation in Europe and the U.S., millions of preborn children have been a kill have been killed as a result of this lethal drug. Yeah, wasn't it Mother Teresa that answered uh, Clinton when Clinton would ask the question? Uh, has uh, woman why don't we have a woman president yet? Yeah, because we aborted her already. Yeah, probably we've aborted her. So, see, we believe as Christians that children in the womb are fully human, and they have an inherent right not to be unjustly killed against their will. But this chemical abortion bill pill is one more tool of violent injustice against the most vulnerable of human beings, and, and that's children. You know, I, I like watching police stories, and a lot of times the police get really upset when a murder of a child occurs, and they, they bring in extra detectives to try and figure out who the murderer is and this sort of thing. And I've often wondered about that, that at the very same time they're doing that, they are permitting the legalization of murder of children in the womb. And in fact, if you have a child that has a serious disease after it is born, there are places, hospitals, that will put the child in a corner of the room where babies are and allow it to starve to death. Oh, my goodness. You know, there used to be, when I was growing up in Nebraska, a law that uh, if you uh, shot a pregnant lady and the fetus died, you were you were brought up on manslaughter or first-degree murder charges. Now, that still is in some states. But um, what the Post-Dispatch is saying is that, of course, they are against these uh, governors and governments that are trying to uh, target abortions done through medication. And we've already seen, and we've given you plenty of examples, how this is really very dangerous. But money is involved. And when money is involved, the abortion clinic is going to push as strong as they can to make that money, even at the death of little children and at the death of many women. Now, we've talked about the, the, the effects that we as Christians see going on with this. What else Christian response would we give to this? We would, first of all, hopefully have women who have had abortions come to us, and hopefully they will have a repentant heart. And we need to make it very clear to them with proper repentance that sin is forgiven. The consequences of what they have done will not go away. 
They will feel, still feel guilty, etc. about that. But that is what the church is there for because every congregation is filled with sinners who have guilt over their sin and need to be comforted by the message of Jesus Christ who died so that we will not die eternally for that sin as we come to a realization of what we have done. Well said. It kind of reminds me of the thief on the cross, or he's often called the malefactor, that he was really a bad criminal, and yet uh, he came to, to repentance and faith, and Jesus said, you be with me in paradise. That's the message the church needs to give out. And we therefore need to be courageous about a proper law and gospel approach to even this item. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to be having Open Mic Friday, but you won't be able to phone in. We're still not back in the studio. But you can email me at lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com. And... You can reply to what we said today, and we will make an address on it tomorrow. Till then, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.